a simplified approach to a well-mannered dog. Hi, this is Leah. Lots of families have dogs, and sometimes that can be more challenging than people realize, especially when you have children that are 10 years of age and younger. Most parents are doing the best that they can, and they have good intentions, but they don't realize how much they just don't know about dogs. The fact that a dog has not bitten in the past doesn't guarantee that he won't bite in the future. It's unrealistic to expect children to be quiet and still in everyday life when living with a dog or a puppy. Kids and dogs move from room to room and from activity to activity, which makes supervision challenging. We expect dogs to read our likes and dislikes, but to be sure that everyone in the house is safe and happy, the key is to learn what dogs like, what they don't like, and how to tell the difference. One of the most important things that I tell all of my clients is to learn about dog body language. Go on YouTube, watch videos on dog body language, and then apply it to your dog. Then you'll understand your dog so much better when your dog is happy or uncomfortable. I have to say that choosing the right dog when you have children, 10 and younger, is the biggest decision. There are certain breeds that are definitely better with children than others, but you also have to remember that not all dogs are the same. You could line up 10 golden retrievers, and they're all going to have different personalities. And a lot of times I'll ask people, why did you pick this dog breed? And they'll say, well, my neighbor has this breed and it's such a sweet dog, but the dog that they have is nothing like their neighbor's dog. If you have a family with young children and you're thinking about getting a dog, it might not be a bad idea to seek help of a professional. I have helped many clients choose dogs for their family. Unfortunately, most times people don't ask for professional help when choosing a dog, and they choose the wrong dog. And that's very sad because the dog either has a miserable life or the dog gets rehomed. When it gets rehomed, that's a tough decision for the family to make. Many people already have a dog, and then they bring children into the family. Sometimes that works, and sometimes it doesn't. It depends on the dog. There is something called the good dog myth. That is when a dog is being tolerant and parents think there is no harm in certain activities. After all, good dogs don't bite under any circumstances. Owners think that they have a good dog, not realizing a dog can be uncomfortable in certain situations. Some examples would be being around multiple people and being petted all at one time. That can be overwhelming. Or placing a small child on the dog's back and riding it like a horse. <coughs> Allowing a stranger to search through the fur of your dog in search of a tick. That can make a dog uncomfortable. Dogs should not be expected to be tolerant. When a dog has had enough or is uncomfortable, that is when he or she will bite. And if you're aware of these situations and learn about dog body language, it will be really helpful to you. Sometimes dogs will give a warning, like a growl, or their lip will curl, or their body will stiffen. If you see any of those in your dog's body language, make sure that you intervene immediately. Just because your dog tolerates having her ears or her tail pulled, does that make it okay? Would it be okay for one child to pull another child's hair? I don't think so. Is it fair to say that a good person should never shout or be impatient or have a bad day or be uncomfortable in a certain situation or being touched? Some people are huggers and some people don't feel comfortable being hugged. When we get a dog, we ask that dog to give us a lifetime of tolerance, and for the most part, they do. But we need to understand that there can be some boundaries of acceptable behavior for people living with a dog 
and friends and strangers coming into contact with your dog, and also children 10 years and younger. And just make a note, teenagers can be just as bad as young children when it comes to dogs. It can be very difficult for any adult, parents, grandparents, caregivers, to keep everything calm when there are children and dogs in their everyday life, especially when there's more than one child. Here are some common scenarios that might be precarious when it comes to a dog. Your dog is sound asleep napping in the corner and a baby crawls over to the dog and startles it and wakes it up. A toddler is knocked down every time the dog rushes past. Or a toddler or a small child accidentally steps on the dog's tail. A child throws a blanket around the dog or dresses it up in clothes. Or a child has a flashlight and shines it in the dog's eyes. An annoyed child throws an item at a dog. A child will not let the dog go when the dog is ready to leave. My first recommendation is to never leave children alone with any dog. If you leave the room, take the dog with you. This is for your dog's safety as well as the children's safety. If anything happens, everyone will have a different story and your dog can't talk. Then it's always the dog's fault and the dog is considered a biter and it's just bad all around. If your children have company and they have their friends over, never ever leave your dog alone with children. Children naturally excite dogs by the way they move, they flail their hands around, they have high-pitched voices, and children will encourage dogs to do things that they're not permitted, such as jumping or begging for a toy. Some dogs are afraid of children for the same reasons, because they move differently, act differently, and they try to avoid them. Children's actions play a huge role in how safe they are around the dogs that they love and they live with. Did you know that nearly 2.8 million children are bitten by a dog each year? And in most cases, the child knows the dog very well. It's usually the family dog or a dog that belongs to a close friend or a neighbor or a relative. And in most dog bite incidents, the parents were very close and the warning signs were missed. I recommend using gates to block off rooms to keep the dog's toys and the dog's bed in a separate room away from where the children play. Sometimes dogs need a place to go where they won't be interrupted or bothered. Be proactive. Make sure you take care of a situation before it happens. For example, if you know that there's food on the floor and you're going to remove the baby from the high chair and the dog is going to go after the food that's on the floor, that is setting the dog up for a situation where a child might be bitten. So be proactive. Make sure that you block the dog in the other room before you take the baby out of the high chair. Being proactive means if you know something might happen or could be dangerous, take care of it before it happens. I can't guarantee that your dog won't bite anyone, but it's my opinion that if you effectively manage your household and be proactive, the risk is significantly lower. So what can you do? Set your dog up for success. Supervise and manage everything. Never leave a dog and a child alone. Learn what to look for and when to intervene. Understand dog communication and body language. Teach your children how to be good friends to dogs and to respect them and know how to behave around them. Socialize your dog to be comfortable around children. Be a good leader. Your dog is counting on it and your children are too. Make sure your dog is getting enough exercise because a good dog is a tired dog. I'm going to recommend a website, thefamilydog.com. These are two trainers that have dedicated their careers to families with dogs. They are on a mission to spread the word that 77% of dog bites come from family or friends' dogs. Contrary to popular belief, bites like these rarely happen out of the blue. 
take a look at that website. There's lots of great information there and videos, and it's a wonderful resource for parents with small children. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Doggone Good Dog Training, and let us know that you're listening. If you could give me a five-star rating on my podcast, I'd appreciate it. Thanks for listening, and have a doggone good day. Take care now. <laughs>